Yeah, you sound great. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. I've gotten that from my dad. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that says, Hey, you have no clothes? I guess we're just doing challenges naked. I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, how you doing? I'm good, Stephen. Good. We're we're in different rooms for the first time ever. It's weird. It's it very is, weird. It is weird. It's a, it's a strange time. And we have a special guest coming to us from all the way... The other, another place in the city. It's Harper! Harper! Yeah! Hello! Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. It's virtually. A, virtually on, on the old internets. Uh, good to have you. Uh, I, your friend of Jared? Yes. Yes. J- and Jared. the host of the podcast that you should plug here, Harper. Oh, yeah. We're plugging in the beginning. I love it. And yeah, so plug everywhere. People tune Great. out at the end of the episode, so we're plugging now, baby. Great. I love it. So Jared and I, we have a mutual friend. Hey, Matt Torres, I know you're going to listen to this episode. Yes. Because I'm going to make you listen to it. Um, but Jared and I have a mutual friend, Matt Torres, um, who is a fellow theater person. Segue into my podcast called Singing in the Scenes where we talk about a different musical, movie, or TV show every episode. Um, and yeah, Matt's been on there. You both should be on there after this. Um, I love I love talking about, you know, I love talking about media per episode, obviously. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I, well, I will would love to not shut up about musicals and shows. So by all means, I'm down. In case you didn't know, Harper, his... His handle is actually Steve the Musical. Oh, no, a, it's not. Instagram. That is true. Yes. My no, handle... it's not. Well, real quick, rapid fire. What's the mu- musical movie that you both would choose if you were on my podcast? If and when you're on. Ooh. Uh, in, in case you haven't done it before, Jared, have you seen Reefer Madness? I haven't, actually. That is a fucking great movie musical. You're coming on and we're talking about it because I've never seen it straight. <gasps> oh, no. Okay, so... Great cast. I, I'm just gonna leave it at that, and it's it's good stuff, and it kind of holds up. Hmm. Believe it. It's about weed. Yeah. Jared, what would you choose? I think it's also one of the only ones that was a movie first and then put into a stage musical, if I remember correctly. Um, if you're including TV shows too, it'd 100% be Gallivant. I fucking love Gallivant. What is Gallivant? You haven't heard of Gallivant? <laughs> okay. Okay. So. It's, it was only uh, two seasons on ABC Family in, like, the mid-2010s. Uh, and it is a... Uh, did you ever see Psych? Yeah. So the detective from Psych, uh, Lassie, plays, like, an evil king, and he's fucking great. Uh, and a bunch of actors I don't know, but I, I hope they had successful careers after that. The show was born to die, but yeah. it's just, like, <laughs> musical fantasy show that's very tongue-in-cheek very monty python-esque the opening song of season two is literally wait what we didn't get canceled oh okay like we're gonna let's do this season real good because we're gonna get canceled guys like straight (laughs) up to the audience like this i I don't know why we're allowed to make a second season it's so good they were competing with glee if it was the 2010s they were competing with another musical tv show and i'm just like nothing like glee went on for too long even 
Wow. It, it really did. It it yeah. kept going long past when it needed to, and I didn't watch any of it. Steven the Musical! I know, right? I uh, didn't do it, except for one episode that my family sat me down and said, you have to watch this. It was the episode where, uh, I want to say his name is Kurt. That's probably wrong. The, the gay one? The effeminate, yeah. Uh, yeah. Goes out for the football team as the kicker. Oh, and it's like they do single ladies or something, Correct. and then and then Corey Monteith calls him a flag, but without an L. Oh no! Ooh. Wait, you guys don't remember that? I remember like they literally. That was crazy because it's so 2010s, and even though in the episode, it does make sense of like his character would say that to Kurt. I think it's that one because they become stepbrothers and then they move in and. Maybe it didn't happen, but I think Corey, uh, Corey um, rest in peace, but Finn had some animosity towards Kurt for some reason, but he's huh. just like, stopping such, or like, whatever, because I think, Did I it think, act- what is it? Oh, oh, I remember at one point he, like, spills something, and Kurt is like, oh, here, and tries to give him a moist towelette, and he's like, oh, no, and he's like, what, it's just a moist towelette, and he's like, see, like, what you did there, everything you do is, and, like, basically saying that he's gay because he cleans his hands oh yikes did did Everything. it actually say the word yes and i remember because twitter make well twitter makes fun of glee a lot and it's very funny but i think they like the clip of cory monteith like screaming that slur at him and then his dad comes and he's like hey my son may be gay but he's still a person because we were still talking about gay people like that on tv back then uh-huh. Well, <laughs> we're going back to 2003, but I will. I, when you did say uh, everything you do is blank after offering a moist toilet, my brain went, everything you do is moist? I don't remember <laughs> that being a characteristic. <laughs> everything you do is gay. And speaking of gay, I, my gaydar went off a couple of times for this episode, but I'll let you all segue that. Ooh. Yay! Well then, I we have a lot to talk about, so I feel like we should stall no longer. Let's get into it with a bumper. All right, so this episode came out on September 18th of 2003. I didn't go looking back from May to September to see what happened. I will hopefully do that next episode. I always say that, and I very rarely do. But a couple things in the week before this episode came out. Uh, Number one being Estonia approved joining the European Union. So... Uh, Estonia, in the EU, we stand the Baltics, all that. And Johnny Cash passed away uh, just a couple days before this episode came out. I didn't even know he lived that long, born 1923. Did it say what he died of? Being old, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, he's only 71. I don't know, probably alcoholism, if I had to guess. He never saw Walk the Line. (laughs) He never saw it. He died in a burning ring of fire. It was very ironic. Stop. (laughs) The number one song on the charts was Shake Ya Tail Feather by Nelly, P. Diddy, and Murphy Lee. Surely nothing, uh, nobody problematic in that trio. None. And the, <laughs> none. The top five movies, Open Range by Disney. I don't remember that movie, but this is also kind of like... the one, I know that one. No, that's Home on the Range. Never mind. I was like, oh, it's yeah. the one about all the farm animals, but I don't know. Yeah, this is like the dark days of Disney, so... Open um, range? That sounds like a bunch of animals that are about to get shot or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip number four. We're going to come back to it for the reaction. Number three, Cabin Fever 
Number two, Matchstick Men. Don't know what that is. And number one, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. But number four, and I'm assuming we'll probably be number one when we get to next week, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, because I've heard of none of those other movies that you've mentioned. I've heard of Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but I don't know anything about it. I just know the name. Was this Was this the first week of Pirates of the Caribbean? That's a great question. Because it could be on the downslope. It could be on the downslope. Oh, uh, yeah, it does kind of sound like they love to do summer blockbusters. Oh, it is on the downslope. You're right, that is the last time we're going to talk about it. It snuck in for the pirate-themed Survivor episode. I was going to say, um, it's perfect. Yeah, because next week it's not even on the charts. Wow. All right, and that's what you missed on Glee. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes, we tied it all together. Let's start this how we always start. And Harper, how much Survivor yeah. do you know? I know none, honestly, except this one episode that I just watched an hour ago. I've seen clips of it online. I've seen it being parodied. So I know I know the cultural impact that Survivor has. Also, one of my favorite bosses that I've ever had in my life, her partner, he was obsessed with Survivor. He didn't watch anything else except Survivor. And he's a very... Um, uh, he's a very like kind of type A uh, thinker and everything, and so I guess in my mind I'm like, oh, Survivor. That's like that seems a little bit random. But then after watching this this episode, it's it's really all about strategy and and like psychology and and literally forming a new world, I guess, or like trying to create like your own government in a way. So him being obsessed <laughs> with it makes so much. It makes it makes sense. Like I get it. It is now. When it first came out, it wasn't necessarily about the strategy. It has evolved to, at this point, a game. And for a while, they were balancing the idea, is this a game? Is it appropriate to have alliances? Can we strategize? Is that okay? And we're, we're the better for it uh, being where Going it is Going that direction. Yeah. yeah. Being more about, like, learning how to govern your own group of people or rather than being both both of those things are true the other question it was dealing with is like or is this just a survival show where we camp in the woods and that sucked to watch oh that does sound boring i need i need to see the it's it will kind of reminded me of hunger games a little bit where in the games like it's not about seeing i mean the way that when they get the kids from each district and everything, and then they tell them to go fight, it's not just about watching kids slaughter each other. Like, they want to see drama, and they want to see relationships, and they want to see... That's why having Peta and Katniss be in love with each other was such an asset to people watching The Hunger Games. So it's like, it is all about relationships and personality for any reality, competition reality TV show. Yeah, I agree. I love that. I love the through line from Survivor to Hunger Games. Because, I mean... Survivor is the the alpha of these reality competition games. Like they they just didn't exist pre-Survivor in in this form and Oh yeah. I I don't I just love it so much and that's why we do a show about this. Yay, love it. Hey, but um why the fuck didn't they tell them when the show started? <laughs> That was, that was, so I was, my mom who doesn't, I love reality TV. I love it. Um, my mom doesn't love it. And as I was, I like watched the first five minutes and then I had to 
go get something and she was around and I was like, man, that's so crazy. Like, I feel like you see people on this boat in the very beginning and they go, they just got off the plane. And what they don't know is that they're just going to have the clothes on their back. But you see, I go, that there's no way because they're fake sleeping on a boat. That footage of them being like, I went, someone's eyes are open. They're not actually asleep on the boat. And I was like, how in the fuck? You were wearing a suit on the plane? Mm-hmm. You were wearing stilettos on a plane? Well, Maybe so, that's just them, but that was nuts for me. Yeah, because they told them they were going to a photo shoot for, like, promotional material for the show. So it's like, put your best foot forward. Just kidding. Get off the boat. Mm-hmm. Because they, but, that's... Like, that does make sense, but at the same time, I'm like, if I'm dressing for a Survivor photo shoot, even, I would dress like the Girl Scout. I would dress like, um, what's <laughs> Lillian. Um, Lillian. Lillian. Because Lillian was right. I was just like, because it's like, that's her personality. That's who she is. It makes sense. It's comfortable to wear on a plane, too. And then, I don't know. That's just crazy. I'm like, who's going to be... I mean, I guess that is very 2003 of, like, being amongst nature and rocks and everything and just wearing, you know, casual, like, casual formal office wear. That's very 2003. Yeah. Like, being in nature. Like, when you think of, like... I think of just, like, music videos from that time period and they're, like, camping or something, but they're wearing literal business casual outfits like that was the aesthetic back then and i think it's important to remember in the context we we talked about this a little bit last season steven but like survivor even if you don't win at this point can make you a celebrity right everyone is like oh i need to go put my best foot forward and like be the prettiest or the most put together or like look like i'm the wealthiest person for some people for like our fucking uh, jabroni, what's his name? Uh, fucking Sean. coming. It's always a Sean. Uh, <laughs> unless it's season four. Coming in in a, fu- what was that, an Armani suit? Yeah. For the photos? Like. He and, um, what's his name? Braun? No. He has a name that sounds like that. It's Sean. Not Sean and Braun. Um, it's Sean. Burton? And- Burton. Sean and Burton, they are finance bros. Oh, yes. I've seen 17,000 of them in River North on a weekend where I've had to pass through, you know? Okay. 100%. I have to hold off on the, the reading for filth. We are going to get to that. But I I love the energy. This is what we need. I just had to. I had to. <laughs> we just can't stop ourselves. Yes, so they are on the boat, and the thing with Survivor at this point is we've run the first three or four seasons, and they were all very much the same, just in different locations, and then they said, well, how do we spice this up? Let's add a twist to to each season going forward. So last season they did men versus women, and it was 2003, so that's what it was. and then they the season did... before that they decided what if we put a what if we put a sexual predator and a sociopath in and made them the winners. That was what? that was that was not what it was. The season five is the worst season to ever come out, Harper. It's really bad. It's really bad. The twist was is that they could pick their own teams. They were they had the two oh, oldest yeah, people right. pick like schoolyard pick them their teams, and there were also some awful people who were on that season. But that's just, that is what it is. Well, we can't go back in time. 
but we we do on this. We did. Podcast. We did, and it was podcast, Literally, but I mean, I, I I understand like things don't age well, and also you learn more about people as time. So of course, like twenty years later, you find out that there are people who submit themselves for. A re- there is a certain level of delusion that you have to have to submit yourself for a reality TV show, and then there's also a certain level of just chaos as who like in in who you are personally in my opinion, to apply for Survivor. Yes. So that doesn't shock me that there are some, like, questionable people on the cast. Oh, yeah. And as we talk about every season, we are reading these as characters on a TV show. They are not... We are not seeing their entirety as a human being. We are seeing these snippets. So we will hold no punches because that's just... We are seeing them on TV. And I'm sure they are... Most are lovely people outside of this. A hundred percent. Like it, I, I, the bat, and I know that we'll get there. Off the bat, I could tell that they were painting everyone to be a particular kind of person, a character, if you will, because that's how what reality TV show always does. They always choose the villain and like the love interest and the leader and the and the um, you know the the. I don't know. I can't think of a better term, like a traitor or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they they do that or the funny one. The we'll shit starter. I do, I do love that people kind of self-select those roles for themselves sometimes, which is interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until we talk about everyone yeah. individually, but I do agree mm-hmm. it is interesting. Perfect. Alright, then we like you said, we're on a boat, we're dressed to the nines, we're prepared, and Jeff is giving this whole pregame speech saying, they have no idea they are about to start this game, and we're led to believe that they are just below deck. You can definitely hear that if that was the case. Oh, he filmed that a week ago. Like, yeah. he was not, he was somewhere in California or whatever, just on someone's boat, and they filmed all that. Oh, yeah. I was like, and again, I love reality TV. I love that we know that there's no fucking way. That's part of the charm of reality TV is that they are literally facilitating a whole world that we're just going to buy. We're just we, be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. We are suspending our disbelief for this stupid, stupid game. And it's great. Oh, it's wonderful. So we, we pull everybody up on deck. We say, hey... Great to have you all here. We're going to not do the thing that we said. We're not taking publicity photos. The game is on, baby. You're wearing what you're wearing. You don't get any of your things that are in your suitcases that we have told you to pack. I I went through and had the luxury of grabbing your shoes. I went through your bags and grabbed your shoes is the most unhinged sentence I was not expecting for the start of this season. Do you all feel like that they maybe kind of knew because everyone's reaction to you're only wearing the clothes on your back for this whole game? They all went, oh, that's so silly. I would have been pissed. (laughs) I would have been been visibly, but I would have been like, absolutely not. And I would have been, I feel, okay, there is a little part of me that feels like that, even if they don't say it straight up, I feel like that they may, I don't know. Like, I know that some of them are dressed, like, so obviously not appropriate for the show. Like, to, to, to you know, to do their thing. But I don't think that... What's that man's name? The host? Jeff. I don't think Jeff actually went through all their bags. No. Literally. No, that's what production I, interns are for. 
exactly. probably yeah, yeah they probably told them they were like checking their bag for like things they weren't allowed to bring and then took their shoes no i i think that could be true harper i do know that like now we've had several seasons where they've pulled some bullshit right at the start mm-hmm. so i think it might have been like a, oh this is the bullshit okay mm-hmm. fuck all right yeah although austin brought alcohol and music and i went what did you think you were gonna do with that were you gonna build a cd player out of bark and bamboo my favorite is the personal items that make no sense but you you just let it happen i'm not gonna stop you from doing a stupid thing no absolutely not i was just but also his attitude when he was like though and then uh jeff was like those are your personal items he's like hey you don't know i went you know what Props to you, because I probably would have done the same thing, because I don't know what I could have gotten away with. Or some create, you know, what you said, it's like every beginning of a new season, just like some, pulling some bullshit, it's like, okay, you can only make a raft out of the things in your bag, or something like that, so why not just bring stupid bullshit, you know? Yeah, and you know, Austin, very charming in that moment, continues to be charming throughout the entire episode, and is not uh, annoying whatsoever, so that's good, it's a good... Uh, uh, you know, precursor. I think, okay, I'm gonna wait, but I, I think Austin is a more complicated, complex character. Ooh. Ooh, I okay. do, I really do, but we'll get there, because I know what you mean, but I also have <laughs> Well, we don't have to wait any longer. We're at the part, we are choosing teams, but, well, we're not choosing teams, we're being told who the teams are. Uh, Jeff pulls them down, he's like, you're being named after... The great pirates of this area, Drake and Morgan. It's fucking weird to hear their tribe names just be names of dudes. Yeah, up to this point, all of the names have been words in the language of the area that they're in. And this is just two guys' names. So things like Ogacore and Kucha, and now it's Drake and Morgan. (laughs) That's that's very funny. Did you all, when you first watched this season, did you all, because I did, uh, feel a certain pull towards a certain team? Like, off the bat. Oh, you know, no, uh-huh. No, uh-huh. off the very bad, because, okay, well, off the bat. Well, you, and I'm a little, mine's a little tainted because I have, like I said, I have seen this as a child, and I recognized three people, and all three of them were on the same tribe, and I don't know anything about them. I just was like, oh, wait, that's a face I've seen before, mm. which was uh, Rupert, Sandra, or Sandra? I couldn't... Sandra, who Sandra. I love. Okay. I, I love, love Sandra. Um, and uh, Christian. Those three are people I recognized. So you so were, like, you were Drake. The, the Drake tribe. What uh-huh. about you? Did you say Christian? Is it... I My, I, I, my handwriting's her- terrible here, and I... There's Krista. 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 Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. I am not going to give my opinions on tribes and people because I know okay. how this ends and I know okay. who who wins, who doesn't, who goes on to bigger, better things. So I, yeah. I keep my opinions out of it. I, however, will uh, poke and prod and get you to say things that will probably be incriminating on the show. So... Okay, good to know. Well, just to make the teams even, immediately, and I have my, I have a theory behind my madness, when they split up the teams, I was like, Morgan. Like, I think yours is Team Drake, the three people who you recognize, who, yeah. I, who I love. I love all three of those people thus far. But the, the reason that I was so attracted to Team Morgan off of the bat was because 
the level of machismo that I felt from the from Team Drake, I went, I can't handle it. And yeah. also the one who claimed John, who claims to be funny when he had his and I knew when he got picked for that team, he was like, People think I'm an asshole or like I'm actually like a not good guy or he says something like that and I went, I can't and then he wore his survivor cloth like a condom on his head. And I went <laughs> I went, I went, I I can't. Also Michelle looked a little too nervous for my liking. Like, she looked very nervous on Team Drake, and I went, I guess I'm on Morgan. Wow, okay. I've been to it. But I slowly started to change my mind. Okay, okay. All right, well, then let's let's go ahead. Let's break them down. On the Drake tribe, which is the blue tribe, correct? Yes. Yes. Drake is first up Sean. Sean Cohen, who is 29 and works in advertising sales and lives in New York. Which is he on the grid? Sean is... Sorry. Oh, who fucking cares? He's a human embodiment of cocaine. Like, this man is the most basic of basic finance bros I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he was one of the people that him and... um, I'm just going to keep calling him Braun. Burton, excuse me. Those two were the ones that were like, we're going to be... We're going to be the leaders off the bat. Not when they first get split up into teams, but similar to what you thought when you said sean i was like which one was he again until we <laughs> learned about him later so i couldn't picture him at first so yeah sean I, sean is third in third down on this grid that we're looking at sure yeah i mean yeah, yeah. he has no neck <laughs> he is Just all ahead bubble um yeah i don't have anything nice to say about sean i Anytime he was on the screen, I didn't want him on the screen anymore. <laughs> Except to laugh at him and make fun of him. Hey, you know what? That's fine. I'm cool with it. <laughs> also on Drake, we have Krista. Krista Hasty. Krista Hasty. 24-year-old computer programmer from L.A. Is she the one? She's on this grid. She's the a fourth one in the first row? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember she, like, hung out with the dudes a lot on that team. And I remember, I think, in that episode, there, and we'll get there, but they were in the water talking shit about people on Team Morgan getting naked, which they made such a huge deal about. And maybe <laughs> I'm crazy, but I went, I, I didn't think, I was like, it was completely warranted for me. Yeah. And not yeah. just because I think the three men that did get naked are insanely attractive. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> It's not just because of that, but, like, when they... People made such a big deal out of it, and I went, that's not crazy. If your pants keep falling down, you take that shit off. It is a logistical problem. It no, is. I, yeah, they kept being like, I can't believe that they did that with their dinglings hanging out and all that stuff, and I went, I do. Shit. <laughs> I, I like Crystal a lot. It seems like her and Rupert have, like, a, a very quick budding friendship. Um... And I, I don't know. There's something about her that's like a little bit quirky and charming. I think that's the computer programmer. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To be a computer programmer, programmer yeah. in 2003, and a computer programmer who's so willing to put her literal body on the line for something. You know what I mean? It's True. like she just doesn't want to be confined to behind a screen. She wants to be out in the world. She wants to be in nature. That's a three-dimensional person, baby. Boom. We got a character. Write a show about that. Bam. <laughs> Moving on to Rupert. Rupert Boneham. Bonaham. It's probably Bonaham. Uh, a mentor for troubled teams. He's 
39 and from Indianapolis. I love him. I fucking I love gonna, Rupert. I think he's going to get into a lot of trouble. That's uh, my makes prediction. You, what makes you say that? Because I think that, I think he's really driven, as you can see, because when the finance bros were getting fish and everything, he went, oh, I'm going to go above and beyond that. And I went, and, and then he, he said, I'm going to show myself that I am an asset and that you can't vote me off because you all, and I went, that's a really smart move. But I also see, it was, it was weird because even though he was doing it strategically, perhaps it's the way that they edited it too, but he does come off as being very competitive and if those three just butt heads so hard then they're gonna they're gonna be on the chopping block and i and not just because of the preview that they showed for the next episode of him like screaming in the water with a spear but i feel <laughs> like is, i feel like he's gonna have a very short temper or he's gonna get into fights easily and it's gonna be really hard to be like oh well does he bring more to like does he bring enough to the team that we can keep him around but Overall, I do really like him, but I do think that he's going to get himself into trouble this season. Not on purpose, but just because of the circumstances. Yeah, the fish economy only gets you so far, uh, but it can get you pretty far. And he's a big guy who will be good in the challenges. He's, to me, I love Rupert, and I remember he's one, he's like the only Survivor contestant I remember from when I was a kid. I, and not a lot about him, but just that he's awesome. He, yeah does remind me of, like, Ron Swanson if Ron Swanson smoked pot for, like, 25 years straight. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's his hippie brother. Yes. That's, that's Ron Swanson's hippie brother. Also, his he has one of the coolest jobs out of everybody on the oh, team. yeah. He's so cool. And, yeah, I, again, I'll wait. But, like, yeah, he's, he, he's cool. But I can see him eventually just... His temper will get the best of him, I feel. I feel like he's going to get real annoyed with some folks really easily. Yeah, he's going to be divisive. I love the tribe. I love this because you've watched one episode of Survivor and you're already picking up on how, like, the game works and how (laughs) just being yourself sometimes is too much. Oh, I'm a theater person. It's all about, (laughs) like, it's all about the... Um, the subtext and the subtleties and the nuances and and also because I am such a reality show whore and like I love watching it and understanding it I get and we'll get there but how they paint the picture of the narrative for Mm. it because they off the bat they made it seem like that team or that uh the Morgan tribe, they're like, oh my god, like, they're chaotic and they can't get their shit together and everything. And I went, that's too, it's too off the bat. You're telling me that they're too crazy off the bat and that the other mm. team has their shit together too often. Something's gonna, that, mm, That's too heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's move on to Trish. Trish Dunn, 42 years old, a sales executive from Annapolis, Maryland. Looking at Oh, you go third, first, Karen. Uh, third row, far right, if I'm getting that correctly. Yeah, she's the third row, okay. the fourth one yeah. in the third row. There's always one contestant that on the season that I'm like, how did you get here? <laughs> and Trish is that contestant where I'm like, I, I, I like her. I'm excited to see where she goes. And it seems like she was making some, uh, making some relationships already in this first episode. But it's it was like, uh, what was her name, Janet, last season? I'm like, I don't know that you know the show you signed up for <laughs> or how hard this is going to be on your body. She's either going to be a dark horse or she's going to have an episode that is so much about her and then she's going to get voted off. 
Because I feel like they didn't they didn't highlight her character enough in this first episode. Like people, Agreed. they kind of introduced you, or they had their moments and everything, but I can't pinpoint a specific moment with her where they were like, "Oh, Trish is this kind of person and everything." So again, either a dark horse in the game, or when there finally is an episode showcasing her personality, she's gonna get voted off. She looks a little bit like Janet from The Good Place, but like her mom. Oh yeah, a little bit, a little get that. That structure of, like, a little too perfect. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Two, Burton. Burton Roberts, 31, a marketing executive from San Francisco. Burton is second in in the first row. Burton is just Sean's Coke dealer. Like, we just <laughs> put Sean and Sean's Coke dealer on the show and went, here you go. Um, Sean, or Burton, sorry, is probably to this day in... July of 2023, one of Elon Musk's last employees at Twitter. It's my best guess. <laughs> he does have that business bro uh, vibe about him. I would see him on the brown line downtown. He was an SAE in college, you know? To me, it's just thing one and thing two with yeah. Sean and Burton. They're just thing one and thing two to me. It's like they're they're two different people, but they're so much the same. And, and again, I think off the bat, the reason that I was so repelled um, by the, um, the Drake tribe was because when I saw these certain people being put on this team, I'm like, I cannot handle this level of, like, toxic masculinity that I can sense. Which but I see, sensed off of, which I sensed off of Drake initially, and I'm not saying it's not evident on Morgan because it absolutely is. But we're gonna get there. We'll get but there. What I appreciate is that the it doesn't seem like the other people around Sean and Burton can handle their toxic masculinity <laughs> either. So I don't know right. when they're going home, but I'm gonna guess both of them go home pre-merge, or maybe saying, they take one of them out as a lesson. Are you saying you don't want to be on a tribe that just uh, stops for a moment to shotgun a PBR and then continue on with your work? Oh, when they showed them drinking... Okay, I don't know if we're jumping the gun here, but fucking Ryan S., which is weird that we're calling him Ryan S., because I don't even know who the other Ryan is. I can't think of him off the top of my head, but Ryan S., when he gets off the boat and Morgan starts working right away, because the sun's about to go down, and you have to make use of your time... With, there's no lights with the sun out and he's like i just wish that we all celebrated and went yay and i went shut up ryan s shut up <laughs> shut up we have to get a job done so when the other team partied i was like i i understand morale i think morale is very important but when i also saw that they were the same team who decided to use their first night to get wasted i couldn't tell if that was like brilliant or just a weird reflection of like their values in a weird way on this particular game i mean i do think and you yeah, we are jumping the gun a little bit but i do think um them getting such a better haul in the village is going to benefit them to the point where partying the first night like it won't affect them like they're not i don't think it puts them at disadvantage in the next few days or anything like that like they didn't spend if they had done poorly negotiating the village and spent their stuff on alcohol maybe but they got so much more than Morgan. They, no, they really did. They really did. Um, Rupert stealing from the other team. I went. Oh, Iconic. I went, that's really smart. And it's and he said it's pirate themed and like that's what you do. I went. That was really smart. And also, 
It also helped that they, well, I'll wait till we get to her. Yeah. I was going to say something about my wife, Sandra, who oh, I Okay, love. perfect. <laughs> Hold on to that. We're moving on to Trish. Uh, sorry, no, we just did Trish. Uh, we did Burton. We did, we, Mich- we're on Michelle. We're on Michelle. Michelle Tesoro from Pittstown, New Jersey. It is 22-year-old student. Michelle is second row all the way to the end with the glasses. You cannot convince me this woman was in this episode. <laughs> no, she definitely was because I remember seeing her face when he's saying the rules when they get split up into teams. And she's on uh, the Drake tribe. And I remember being like, oh, she's so nervous. And just like, I was oh. like, oh, she's not going to last. I can't. Like, that was like, that was the energy that I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I think that that's going to be at a disadvantage. How do people with glasses do Survivor? Carefully. Is she just blind? The whole, because she didn't have glasses at one point, right? That's a good question. Steven, do you know? I, most of them either just tough it out if they have to. Like, some will wear them during challenges. Some will just forgo them entirely. I guess it would depend on how blind you actually are. That I thought, too, and I went, she has glasses. Again, strategist in me, but I went, she has glasses. Like, that's going to be such a disadvantage for certain things or whatever. Like, I feel like that if they, but because if they break, she's screwed. Mm hmm. So, like, what the hell? I just, I got the feeling that she's a little nervous. She's young. She's 22. She's a student. That means that, like, she's in grad school or college or something. And she just went, I applaud her for saying, fuck it, I'm just going to go on Survivor. But at the same time, I, I, I'm curious to see how far she'll go. Harper, if you got the email right mm-hmm. now that you were invited on Survivor, would you go? No. Okay. Absolutely. Any follow-up? <laughs> no, just absolutely not. I just know. I, I, no. And I'm okay with that. I own up to the fact that I just don't have the... Like, I was getting anxiety watching all this happen mm. and i no i'm sorry i need a bed and i need my meds so <laughs> same literally i mean same yeah that's okay I will, I will take up the figurative and literal torch for all of us excellent <laughs> moving on to john john dalton an art consultant from danville virginia 29 that's not his name steven what not his name. Oh, sorry. The self That's Johnny fucking Fairplay, my the guy. Self-prescribed Johnny Fairplay. Right. <laughs> this John... man is a fuckboy before fuckboy was a term. <laughs> I don't even need to point him out on the thing. You know who he is. Oh, yeah, I know who he fucking it. is. And, and you know what's interesting? Again, he gave me a certain, a different kind of toxic masculinity versus thing one and thing two. Um... But a kind that I went, I, this is unbearable. I can't. I cannot be on a team with you. Especially when he got drunk. And I went, the way that they edited his jokes that he was making. And I went, I know you said way worse stuff. He's than definitely what a you know. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And I really appreciated how the women were like so disgusted with him. And also Rupert. I went, yeah. And Rupert's like, he reminds me of a guy, a kid that I would talk to. Like, whatever. And like, he's a troubled teen, and Johnny Fairplay's like, yeah, where are the teenage girls at? And I'm like, how fucking old are you? What the fuck are you saying? Oh, when he said that, I went, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Jared, he is your age at the time oh, of oh, this. Oh, 
What the fuck? So just uh, take that for what you will. Oh my god. I don't know anything about Johnny Fairplay, except I know that his name, and that he does something heinous at some point. And I don't know what it is. Ooh. You don't know what I it is? It. Okay. No. I believe it. I just got bad. And he was he was honestly the main reason why initially I went, oh, I want to be on the Morgan tribe. Because when I saw that he was on that one, I went, mm-mm, I can't, I can't be around that. You're like, I've got to get him the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I just can't. I was like, I got bad vibes off the bat. Off of the character that they have uh, curated for this season. I don't yes. know him like that. People grow, people change. Mm-hmm. I hope that he's still not making jokes about teenage girls. Um, but yeah. Fucking Wait. Matthew got a slimy younger brother over there. All right, all mm. right, all right. Moving on to Sandra, Sandra Diaz Twine, 29, an office assistant from Fort Lewis, Washington. Sandra is everything. She deserves the world. I love Sandra. I also think it's very interesting how I'm curious to see what the audition is like for Survivor because my big thing, and I wrote it down, is that I kind of, and I'm so used to, you know, Drag Race or America's Next Top Model or whatever, so I'm so used to people kind of introducing themselves and describing themselves and you learn their personality but here you had to learn their personality through the challenges that they did but it's very interesting that they did put they purposely put somebody who does speak the language of the island that they're on on one team like they knew what they were doing with that and they knew it was going to be helpful for whatever team that she was on but like regardless she's a badass and she's right about everything including her gaydar about that woman trying to hit on trish i think it was trish right (laughs) yeah yeah she was saying that but then i was like when sandra was like i think she was you know attracted to her like sexually and i went sandra it takes one to know one so (laughs) yeah sandra's an icon sandra is the moment i love her uh i do know her name is something that's like her name and face is like somewhat familiar to me um but and you know hey survivor uh, very, we talk about this a lot, Harper, very white show up to this point, and we've gone from two people of color to three in one season, oh, so fucking baby steps, I guess. Moving up in the world, baby. Uh, I want to counterpoint what you said earlier about they knew what they were doing, and I'm gonna hold on to that. Remind me when we get there. Okay. Switching over to the Morgan tribe, we have Dara. Dara Johnson, a mortician, 22, from Liberty, Mississippi. That is so funny. I didn't know that she was a mortician, and she had fucking pigtails, like, on this and everything. So the the juxtaposition between how she... And she's like, she's very sweet and very southern, and she's like, I knew I couldn't trust Nicole when she said... I I like her, but that was the... We only got a little snippet of Dara, Mm -hmm. or Dara, um oh, you're probably right it's probably dara 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 whatever but um no i was like we didn't get enough of her but i really do feel like that that she seems like she's very charming and i don't know if it's because she's like the clip that we did see of her she's down to earth and she's southern and she has pigtails and she deals with dead bodies um but bless your heart yeah bless your heart so we'll see we'll see but initially when i i i don't know i got uh, her presence i was um tickled by Bless your dead heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like her quite a bit, too. I do think it's interesting that we I feel like we saw more of the Drake tribe in this episode 
but the Morgan tribe is the one who goes to tribal council. Mm. And it's usually the other way around, at least in the first episode. Jared, are they figuring out your strategy? Are they adjusting? Maybe. I mean, Amazon did a good job of mixing it, getting both tribes. And I don't feel like I learned a lot about a lot of the people on Morgan, which is weird when one of them goes home. So hopefully, I mean, we got a decent amount about Nicole, but hopefully they don't go too far in the other direction where it's like, cool, this person that we gave five seconds of screen time to that we've now kicked off and you never knew why we kicked them off kind of a deal. Because yeah. we got a little close to that this episode. Okay. Uh, moving on to Austin Taylor, 27, an equity trade manager from Boston. Listen. <laughs> Did he say to the women, show your boobs so that we can get food? Yeah. Was that okay? Absolutely not. In my opinion, I think... He did what he needed to do in order to get the tribe ahead, which is that, you know, and again, lovingly, uh, uh, the character, not the actual person, because I would never, like, say this about a person, but Ryan S.'s little bitch ass, when he kept being like, I don't know, why, why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Because you need to get stuff done, Ryan S. And I think Austin, even though he went about it in a way that was, like, a lot... And, like, not right. Um, I feel like that he did what he needed to do, frankly. So, like, I get why, like, he came off as being bad first impression, but I do feel like he's going to go far. I feel like that his way of thinking and doing things is correct for the game, I think. Again, maybe, yeah, the team came off as a little chaotic in this first episode, but um, I feel like that... And also from his confessional, too. And I will say, well, no, I'll wait till we get to her. But, um, yeah, you know, I was like, I don't know if I like you very much. I mean, I don't know if I like him very much as a person because he said some questionable stuff. But I think he's going to be a really good player in the game. Mm. Interesting. Counterpoint. Well, first of all, actually, Harper, I love that you set it up like a lawyer. Like, did my client say <laughs> gross content- conduct? Yes. However. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I, the... I wish he would stop running away from the group. Like, and actually, like, literally, like, just jogging in a different direction from the group. The whole time in the village, the man's just running. They get <laughs> to the beach, the man's just running. He has no time to talk, he must run places. Um, I, I feel like he's gonna end up being one of those characters that we get to, we get to the point where he's voted off, and I'm just like, he didn't play the game? Like, I almost feel like he's going to focus on trying to be, like, a provider and a challenge beast and then forget to strategize and someone's going to stab him in the back. Mm, hmm. Interesting, yeah. But we'll see. Also, I like the way he spells his name. I, I do, too. Cool. I was Austin, like, oh, yeah. that's cool. O-S-T-E-N. Also, he's, like, really handsome. Yes. He's very easy on the eyes. And, again, Ryan S. was like, he was just so muscular and showing off muscular. And I was like, Ryan, are you, um... Um, I can say that, but I was like, Ryan, are are you feeling what I'm feeling for Austin right now? Because same. <laughs> yeah, he definitely telling on himself a little bit. A little bit. He was just like he was just showing off being strong, and I went, Oh, you mean he's getting shit done, Ryan S? <laughs> okay, moving on. We gotta keep moving. Uh, this is the point in the show where we always get to where we're like, I'm taking too much time, but I'm gonna plow forward to right, Lillian. Sorry. Lillian Morris, 51, a scout troop leader from Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, I love her. 
did did Lillian like walk off the set of a Wes Anderson movie and accidentally end up on the Survivor boat? Like, yeah. how, did, how did this happen? It does feel like that, doesn't it? I feel like that, like when she said that she was having a hard time making friends, I feel like that that was just, I don't know if this show has gotten criticism for uh, being ageist a little bit, but I feel like that everyone else is kind of in the same age range, and she's 51, which I didn't know, and so of course it's hard for her to make friends, and yeah. so I I will say, Ryan S., I know I've been ragging on you a little bit, but I'm really happy that she has like a friend and a, an alliance. That made me happy to see that, because I was like, I feel like that she's really knowledgeable and an asset, but because she's older, I feel like people are like, mm, they're they're overlooking her. Maybe she's the dark horse. Mm. I do feel bad that she's on this season because this is she's the only older person on this season. Like besides this, I think the next oldest person is Rupert at thirty nine, and this is not every other season before this has had multiple boomer aged people in like the fifties to sixties. Mm, I think so, Trish is forty one, right? Oh, okay. okay. 41 yeah so there's that's why i was like oh they split up the two older that's why i got trish and um lillian mixed up oh gotcha um because they're the two older women but i'm like they put them each on a different team i guess but like, again i'm just kind of like is that ages that like is that being ages of like you're gonna put you're gonna like oh like each team is gonna have an old lady and that's gonna that's gonna be hard for them which i'm like she's a scout leader <laughs> they they're made unfortunately i think those two were set up to be cannon fodder for like oh yeah. well we're gonna have physical challenge in the beginning so once you lose a physical challenge get rid of them which i don't know if that's gonna happen it didn't obviously this episode nicole went home but i think that's maybe what they had in the back of their head a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right then moving forward to the aforementioned ryan shoulders 23 year old his last star. name is not fucking shoulders it is it's shoulders. shoulders it's funny Fuck this off. skinny ryan his last name is Shoulders. It's Shoulders, bitch. His last name is <laughs> Shoulders. It. Harper, do you have anything else to add on Ryan? No, I just, I really was convinced he was going to be the first one voted off because he did fuck mm. up. He objectively fucked up. And I was like, and I think, I think to me, and I'm just like, well, his attitude, his attitude, and the next, the, the, the teaser for the next episode, they're like, oh, if you're walking around saying I want to go home and they were showing members of the Morgan tribe, I went, that has to be about Ryan S. Yeah. That has to be about him. He's been, like, at least th this edited version of it, he's just been complaining the whole time and being very critical of everyone else, but it's like, well, you can't be critical if you're fucking up, too. So. You've seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, right? Harper? I have. I haven't finished it. Okay. Uh, he So, Ryan S. is a grocery clerk, so now I can only see him as the grocery clerk with half an eyelid from crazy ex-girlfriend oh so every time he's on screen the bit from the song i have friends plays in my head of grocery oh. clerk with half an eyelid and that's my entire association with rob or with uh with ryan besides being a little bitch friends <laughs> friends friends i have plenty of friends or something yeah like that. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. so much yeah anyway <laughs> okay moving on to tiana bradley 27 from St. Louis, works in pharmaceutical sales. Oh, Juana, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I I wrote down multiple different ways to pronounce this because everyone said it differently. Yeah, yeah they did. They did, and I just, okay, I'm happy that we're talking about this because I feel like, and this is very 2003 reality show, I feel like, okay, 
I, I feel like I like her off the bat initially, and that whole scene of them in the store when they're accusing her and Austin of stealing the two black people, they're accusing them of stealing from the store. I saw that happen, and I went, and I went, of course they got mad, and of course they felt that way. So, like, that was so, when, when I think it was Nicole who was like, and I didn't like Tawana's, I, I think it's Tawana, I'm pretty sure, but um, I didn't like her attitude with that, and I was like, well, like, they probably, like, I'd be mad, too, if I paid for something, and then they accused me of, like, oh, you didn't pay for this, and they're accusing her and Austin of not paying. I clocked that so fast. I went, oh, absolutely not. And they're yeah. they're painting, painting her, like, and that's why when they're like, Nicole, I, don't, I just don't like her attitude. I went, girl, that is the wrong take. Yeah, we're we're getting, we got sort of the angry black woman edit for her, which is unfortunate, and I hope that they... I, I am a little concerned at how quickly in camp she seems to, like... Like, it seems like she's a powder keg always ready to burst. I'm not saying she's going to. But you're right. In the shop, it was super weird. And then, like, the only time we really see her go off is when it's, like, Nicole has been talking about her, so maybe that's not a fear that I actually need to be worried about. I just... What you are saying about Rupert is the only... The only question I have to for to, uh, Tawana... Tawana? Tawana? I know, right? I pronounce it. Because she yeah. spells it T-E-J-U-A-N-A, yeah. I believe. It you looks like the city of Tijuana. Yes. So that that's the only, that is the only concern I have her going forward, is if there's a hint of truth in that edit. But it the edit definitely felt a little disingenuous. It definitely cut to her in, um, like, the confessional. She was like, this is what happened. Like, she's very pragmatic yeah. about And that's why I was like... Oh, yeah! I was like, they, they, they're giving her the overly emotional edit, which is going to translate, which is a very 2003 trope of, like, the angry black woman. But I just thought, I thought that they did her very dirty. And that's, and that's an, after that happened, that's why I started to give her and Austin the benefit of the doubt a little bit more. Sure. All right, moving on to Ryan Opre. Opre is 31 from Los Gatos, California. Oh, an electrician. I was like, it doesn't give his job. He's an electrician. What's crazy is we've listed most of the people, and I still don't know which one on this grid he is. <laughs> he is bottom left. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I barely remember him. I think the only thing that I remember is him poo-bearing it when they're pushing the cannon. Like, he still has his shirt on, but, like, no pants or underwear. <laughs> That's all. And I, because I don't remember the other Ryan. And I was like, you put, I was like, you separated the older women, but you kept both Ryan. You put the this two Ryans on the same team? This is a thing I've talked about for multiple seasons. Is like, can we just limit it to one name per season? We've had a season with two Kims. We've had, there's one other name that came up twice. Oh, there, we had a season Rob. with two Robs. Yep. Like, there are a lot of names in the world. Can we just, li now thankfully, these two Ryans, you can't get them confused. Mm -hmm. There's no possible way. <laughs> Well, I mean, right. when you start casting more non-white people, it's much easier to uh, avoid similar names. Correct. That's also very true. I'm, I'm, I'm on America's Next Top Model on one season, there was three Britneys in one season, and they made two of them change their name for the show. And then one of them ended up winning. One of the Britneys ended up winning, and she went by McKee, which I think is her last name. But she, they, they changed, they made, because they accepted three Britneys for one season, they went, we cannot go by, like, Brittany M, Brittany S, Brittany H, or, like, whatever it was. You know what I mean? That's just bad producing. Yeah. I agree. Ugh. 
Okay, moving on to Nicole. Nicole Delma, 25, a massage therapist from Hermosa Beach, California. She shot herself in the foot. Yeah, this is the fuck around and find out person for the uh, for the season, apparently. Absolutely, and she fucked around and she found out she was wrong. She was when that happened. I went, well, I really did think it was Ryan S that was going home, but like it, I was like she she messed up. And a little part of me before that incident happened, I was like, well, she's a massage therapist, and that's kind of good to have somebody like that on a team and to keep that because she'll understand. Like you saw her working out someone's body, like on the beach and everything and because like that it's a very physical thing and if someone has an ail- you know an ailment or like something that's inhibiting them from whatever knowing someone who's knowledgeable about the body is very smart but she fucked up that's the bottom line yeah i mean there she's not the she's she might be the fir- the best first boot contender we've had um but she yeah like her end game confessional of like i knew i was either gonna come in first or last is like it's like that classic, like, if you can't handle me at my worst, don't... Or if you can't handle me at, <laughs> uh, at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Like, no, you're just being awful. Like, <laughs> your yeah. worst is throwing glass in people's eyes. Like, stop it. Yeah, no, and I... I did she have an exit confessional? Because I feel like that she just, like, kind of walked off. It's after the um, next time on Survivor, they do a, a quick little exit confessional where she said that. She was like, I knew I'd always come in... I always knew I'd come in either first or last, and, yeah. well, guess it was last. They do it while she... the credits roll. Oh, I see. No, she didn't. I don't believe that for a second, that she thought that. That's just, she's coping. Oh, I yeah. I don't believe for a second. Huge copium. All right, and then finally we have Andrew Savage, 40, from Chicago, an attorney. I knew he was... I knew he was hot from, like... <laughs> A gecko, but you saying that he's well, actually, watch him be from a suburb, but I didn't know he was from Chicago. And I'm about to like look him up and see if he's still like Harper. He, he would be 63 at this point, so all your right, point <laughs> fair enough. So, and, and your point is fair um, enough. that man is so hot and he looks like Aiden from Sex in the City. Wow, a reference I and totally his last understand. name is Savage. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He does oh. have a have a weirdly like soap opera face, where he, does. he could play Doctor McCansom for no good reason. He's so, and when he, ugh, I'm like blushing. I'm like, <laughs> and like they're like, oh, you're our leader or whatever. And at first, I was like, because there are some men, and like some of them are ripped and like whatever. But I don't know. I was like, oh, this man. I was like, and he's a leader? Oh. <laughs> Love him. Love him. Love him. Jared? Honestly, except for the fact that he's strong and they nominated him the leader, I didn't really get much of him. Like, he kind of reminds... And he's hot. But, like, I, except for... Like, he just reminds me of Hunter from Season 4, but he's actually, like... It seems palatable. I don't know. We'll, right. we'll hopefully learn more about him in the coming episodes. All right. God, I hope so. I hope so. And that's mm. our full cast for Survivor Pearl Islands. Uh, I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's deep dive into the episode real quick. Uh, so we've we've picked our teams. We are ready to go. By the way, get off the boat. Here's money. You have a hundred uh, 
hundred of your local currency Balboas. It's market day. Go shopping. Get off my boat. And also fetch and throw the shoes overboard. Yep. That was crazy. That was actually bonkers. I guess I feel like we're in the era where Survivor just hates its contestants. <laughs> Jeff specifically. That's what was killed. That was anytime something crazy would happen, they would just like laugh it off, which I go, go them because I would, you don't understand. Like I would be visibly so angry at so many things that they went, Oh guys, it's just part of it. And I would be like, what the fuck are you making me do right now? I think at this time, especially if you've watched any seasons prior to this, you expect the unexpected. You get ready. So, I, got... I do kind of like this as a setup for the season, though. Of like, okay, cool. All the stuff you need, go buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. That's cool. It is fun. They've never done this before. They will never do it again for, for the reasons that I'm about to say. So, they, they get off the boat. They get to shore. Uh, the Drake tribe get... Or who gets there first? Um, uh, I... Morgan. Morgan gets there first. You're right, because then they all go off in different directions, and our good friend Austin is leading the charge on that one. sprints across the water like fucking Jesus and runs through the village. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and Ryan Ryan O goes off on his own, too, and nobody speaks the language, and it's it's just a mess. It... It's always funny, like, this is the whole premise of The Amazing Race, is language barriers and how do you adapt and how do you find ways to get what you want. But we've never seen it on Survivor, so it's... Oh my god, they're just doing The Amazing Race. So important, if you don't know this, Harper, Mark Burnett's also, who's the producer of this show, is also a producer of The Amazing Race. About right. <laughs> I believe that. Um, yeah. I, I feel so, well, like, and also the language barrier thing, it's just, I feel... There has to be a level of awareness that this town is like, all right, we got all these cameras here, like, they're set up, like, we know that they're coming. Like, they have to, I feel like that they have to know, but at the same time, I do feel, I couldn't help but feel kind of bad that, like, all these wet people are running up to them being like, money? Do you know what money is? Like, talking to them, like, like, I know that they don't speak the language, but I can't help but feel so bad being like, oh, here, put on my shoes, and making them put on his shoes to be like, yeah, 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 can I get a pineapple for that? Like, I, I do feel very bad for these people in this town. The dude's like, I would have given you a pineapple just to leave me alone, but yeah, sure, I'll <laughs> take the shoe. I know, because like, some of them are just like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? I don't know the history of Panama, but, you know, not a lot of good things happen in uh, Central and South American countries when white people get off boats and start being like, give me things. I mean, like, our our tribes are named after that kind of thing. <laughs> isn't that interesting? Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is very pirate. Very pirate, too. You know what I mean? Like, pirates are, even though... Pirates have been glamorized and sensationalized and everything. Aren't they just, like, poor colonizers, if you really think about it? Like, I feel like that, like, their their attitudes and how they act, I feel like the pirates would have... I would ask pirates, where were you on January 6th? <laughs> I would definitely ask some pirates that. I think that there are some pirates that would have been really gung-ho about, about the insurrection. Now that you say that, I will say, looking at our cast of people, because I have multiple times in in previous seasons been like, where was this contestant on January 6th? I think Johnny Fairplay is the only one who I'd be curious where he was on January 6th. Everyone else, I think, I think I'd, I'd feel pretty confident that they weren't. 
in a bad place. They weren't, you know, somewhere around DC. I could see some finance bros being there. A hundred percent. Anyway, the Drake tribe also gets there a little before the other team's raft, and Rupert is spent. He's a big dude. He's been swimming a long ways. So he's like, I'm going to stay with the raft. You guys go do your thing. And then the other team just rolls up and sets their raft down, sets their shoes and their stuff in there, and (laughs) just leaves it. Brilliant. So that was really smart thinking. Yeah. Really smart thinking. On his end, that was actually that was the first moment that I went, "Oh shit!" I think I was I gravitated towards the wrong team initially. Mm. Was because that was such a smart way of thinking, and I went, "I need more of that energy." Absolutely. Bring us more Steely Dan energy. He, yeah, yeah. He he just leans over. He he takes their shoes, and we start selling their shoes, and it's Very never addressed smart. again. No, never dress again, which I was waiting for that. I'd be like, where the fuck are my shoes? Not that they, like, could have worn them or anything, but cat. I see a cat in the back. <laughs> <laughs> my guess is producers had to step in because they specifically singled out these shoes to be taken so that challenges could be done well. And I, I think producers had to go back and be like, I'm sorry, they sold them this. We need those shoes. Can we have that back? Thank you. Here's more than what you paid. <laughs> That kind of feel that, that there's like yeah. sometimes I'm I'm very curious to again my first time watching the show a show like this because I feel like most reality TV I watch that are in a more controlled setting in regards to it's a bunch of people in a house or it's a bunch of people in a workroom making drag and being you know being amazing and funny and all that but um like when you're on an island and shit like how does producing something like that just happen like it's so interesting yeah so we talked about the flash and the boobs thing that was that was the thing but sandra comes in and sandra is the mvp for this whole section because sandra speaks the language is fluent in spanish and can help her team barter and do a good job of bartering in this section what are your thoughts on sandra doing all this great amazing yeah i'm a huge fan i you hinted that this producers didn't know she could speak spanish which is i'm excited to hear more about because that to me seems like a massive oversight huge (laughs) oversight i don't know that it's necessarily that they didn't know she could speak spanish i think they didn't quite survivor never does this again survivor never goes into the village and has you barter for your opening supplies again because Sandra did so well in bartering and getting all of these things that it was, they were set for, they shouldn't have had this much stuff. Given what no. they were given, they shouldn't have been able to leave with the haul that they did. Um, When she, and again, I know that she, like, they probably cut it for obviously the episode reasons and everything. But when she just, like, took everything from this woman, her tinfoil and the chicken and, like, her her thing, I was like, don't take all of her stuff! <laughs> I like, feel like she also never did it again because, I mean, it is kind of disrespectful to go into town mm-hmm. and just take, like, it, there is a level of disrespect that was inevitable. Like, there was no way that they could have avoided it, but, like, I don't want to watch it on TV. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. And especially if the gold... I don't know how much that gold chain was worth that she traded for the chicken and the tinfoil and all that, but, like, especially if that was worthless. 
Like, who knows if that was actually, like, a real gold necklace or, like, something. Because, like, how would that random woman cooking chicken in the village know what that necklace is worth? I guess no. that's what she wants it to be, but... <laughs> yeah, they leave with not only all the food, they leave with toothbrushes, fishing stuff, fishing spear, wine, a tarp, machetes, a live chicken running around. Yeah, uh, that was smart to get a chicken. That was really smart to get a chicken. I don't know how I don't know how they're gonna like raise that chicken. I never saw that chicken again for the rest <laughs> of the episode. But that's on them. I'm like, don't you are don't kill the chicken. Make the chicken lay eggs. Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah, this right? is like winning like five reward challenges. Yeah. yeah. This like normally. This is a level of being set up for a good time that Survivor is not about. Right. Especially at this time. Anyway, they made out like bandits, and Morgan didn't even spend most of their money. Well, not most. Didn't spend all of their money. They were too shy to like, we need more for the boat. Yeah, well, I was thinking that too, was that when Ryan S. was <laughs> like, guys, we have more money. I was like, you need money for the boat. <laughs> but I, I do, but I do, you know, his way of thinking, I do agree that I was like, maybe they could have. They were in and out very quickly in the village, but in my mind, too, I just kept thinking of, like, I, I get why they were rushing or why they thought that they had to rush because of the sun setting. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So we... Yeah, we what would the our... show have done? I'm sorry, Stephen, but, like, what would the show have done if they couldn't get a boat back? Like, if they just didn't have anybody that was willing to take them or if they wasted too much time or they ran out of money? Like, I guess money you can barter back, but... What if there was nobody there that was willing to take them to their island? I have two scenarios in my head. One, they had a, a paddle boat at the ready for them. Like, your punishment is you have to paddle over there as as long and as awful as that would take. Two, my guess is the boats were plants and, like, sure. they were told you have to have this much money to pay for the boat. Yeah, probably number two. Yeah. Anyway, they get in their boat, they haul all their stuff, they're, they're going to their new homes. The Morgan tribe gets to camp, and they're like, yeah, we want to sell." or Ryan wants to celebrate, everyone's like, let's get to work, let's fucking, let's go. And we already talked about, oh, go on. I said, I just, I just said that I agree with the ladder. I'm like, celebrate what? <laughs> I, You're I here know, for that, forty days. That's just me. I'm just like, let's just let's just do. I was just like, we gotta focus. I I get that way of thinking for something like this. Also, your adrenaline's probably like pumping. Yeah, I get yeah. the the validity of both stands in my head here. Like, have a have a moment of two minutes to hug and say, "Congrats, we did it. We made it. We've all this time and planning. We made it here," and then go to work. It's good for morale. When yeah. I saw the other two, when they went, woohoo, congrats, I went, yeah. I, I was like, that. I, I get why you would want something like that, because it is good for community building. But he was just... <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but... like, No, be I, mean. No, I don't want to. He's a real person. <laughs> um, No, no, no. I, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what he's doing with his life right now. I just feel like that... A lot of com he's getting the complainer edit. I think that's more so yeah. what I'm getting at. He's getting yeah. the complainer edit, which makes me think he's gonna like send himself home or like he's gonna quit or something. Fair. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention in the the town scene: Austin sells most of his clothes. Yes. Like, I think that's smart. 
He's he's running around. He all he really has left is shorts or pants, and like he literally sold the shirt off his back and has nothing. I don't think that's smart because you were living out here. If you're if you're gonna win, you got thirty nine days, and you got to keep a shirt. You got to keep a shirt and a pair of shorts at least, because that man's gonna be one giant fucking bug bite in a week. Well, yeah, there was, I think, was it them or was it Drake who got eaten up by mosquitoes? It was Drake that got eaten up by mosquitoes Mm -hmm. because they found the well first. Um, But, um, well, I think eventually I was like, oh, that was smart to do because I think the women on that team had so many clothes to, like, so many pieces that they were able to donate to other members and stuff. That that works. That works, and also somebody had a three-piece suit, which in the... um, in the um, which call it the uh, uh uh uh, when they all get together with the torches, tribal oh, council, the tribal council. You saw Austin was wearing someone's vest, and someone was wearing like the blazer, or someone was wearing oh, like that. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh well, if people have extra clothes, and you can afford to get rid of some of your clothes, and also frankly, if I looked the way that Austin did, I would sell all my clothes too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now's as good a time to talk about it. Later on in the episode, they are, they're doing surgery on each other's clothes to make other items out of things like the dresses, things like the, uh, uh, we make a skirt for Rupert just because he's sick of his pants. And Love it. Brilliant. I don't Brilliant. blame, I don't blame him one bit. I would get out of those gross heavy jeans immediately. Then and, use the heavy denim to make something else. Like, mm-hmm. he kept talking about, how, and I went, that's so smart. And I know that, again, very 2003, this will keep coming up, but, like, making fun of a guy for wearing a skirt, I was like, oh, stop, you're on an island. I was like, people on islands wear skirts all the time, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fucking, it was either Tweedledee or Tweedledum that was like, oh, man in a skirt. It's like, fuck off. Like, Of course it was. Who cares? Who Rupert cares? doesn't seem... Yeah, Rupert doesn't seem a man to uh, be worried about his masculinity. No. no, he's he's awesome. I really, I really do like Rupert. So I'm rooting for him, but I'm scared for him. Because <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't know. I want him to go far, but I'm just like, I don't want, I, I don't want you to do something that makes people vote you off. <laughs> Uh, at Drake, they they do the shelter build, but the the two finance bros are definitely trying to take charge they're weeding here and they cut open coconuts and only share with certain people burton cuts open a coconut and shares with sean and michelle and sandra sees this and gets pissed why didn't she just ask because the drama that's true but that was my thought when they're like yeah i didn't offer you any and i went did you ask (laughs) that's a simple like i'm just like give me some coconut water Yep. You can be mad that they didn't offer, and you can ask. You can oh, do I both. I know. Which makes me think maybe, for the sake of the edit, because maybe something's going to happen, maybe that did happen, but it looked, it made better TV that they did not allegedly share their coconut water or didn't even offer it. And then it cuts to him being like, oh, refreshing. And then meanwhile, like, <laughs> um, not Michelle, uh, 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 the other's lawn. Krista, yeah, who, yep. like, looks like she's about to die. Like well, She's fucking smoldering. <laughs> yeah, she's smoldering. So that was, that was really good TV. That was really yeah. good storytelling. Yeah. And they go up they, to get their water, and they're absolutely just 
dominated by mosquitoes. So many mosquitoes. That is the state bird of my home state of Minnesota. Thank you, mosquitoes. Uh, awful. That's what, and they forgot to get bug spray or bug repellent of any kind at this uh, at this village, and that was Nothing. a mistake. Their backs were eaten up. Disgusting. It, it looked really... And then I think somebody said... Somebody said... Oh, it was John. It was the only funny thing he said the whole episode, which is that um, Sean, I think it was Sean or Burton, he said that their back looked like the moon, but reverse. <laughs> yeah, That was yep. the only funny thing that he said. And I wrote what, that down. I went, that was funny, John. What made it funnier is that it's a he didn't land the plane correctly with that joke. He's like, it's like the moon. And then realized what he said and went, but like reverse. <laughs> it was it's almost always- like Mean Girls. Right. It's always like the someone who it's always the person who claims to be funny who's only funny on accident. Correct. Like when they're not trying. <laughs> Morgan is also built so Drake builds their shelter. It seems pretty okay, pretty decent at least for a first day shelter. Morgan is building their shelter up against they do like a lean to kind of a thing up against a a rock wall. And we're seeing this as they put it up, that it is crumbling while they're building it. Would you put a shelter here? No! No! no. It's a bad idea. And later on in the episode, we see that things are falling on them while they are sleeping. They also didn't have a floor, so the crabs that were underneath them were biting them in their sleep. It was a bad place to be. Oh, I was like vomiting in my mouth like i love i love nature i love animals and i went the way that i literally would never that moment for the first crab to 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 bite me or to pinch me in my sleep i'm asking to leave the show (laughs) i'm out i can't do it no one has no one has quit survivor before like we have held people hostage (laughs) so that's interesting Harper, last season, there was a girl, and I don't know, like, if anybody's gone to the producer and been like, hey, I'm leaving, and, like, if it was like, no, you're not, or, like, okay, but, like, you know, you're peddling your contract, like, financial, I don't know what the story is, why they can't leave up to this point, or why nobody has left up to this point, but in the previous season, there was a girl who was like, I want to go home, and the people in her alliance were like, no, (laughs) we're voting against somebody else instead, you're staying, and she's like, I'm gonna vote for somebody else so that I go home. And they're like, cool, we're still not going to vote you out. So... No, you're staying. You're staying. I don't know, that's psycho behavior. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speed running. We we have our fishing adventures. Burton and Sean go out, they catch a fish. They're so proud of themselves. Rupert's like, I can hold my beer. And he goes out and catches six or seven of them. Almost one for every single person. And gets a big ass sunburn. Yeah, make Burton useless. Yeah, that's Create the goal. Your economy. <laughs> and we get to day three. We have tree mail. This tree mail is far superior to last season's tree mail, which was just a racist depiction of a black person. This is yeah. a this is a boat that looks like it was held or got washed ashore with a treasure chest inside. That's cute. Harper. Well, was it last season? Basically a, a human-sized voodoo doll that was all black. Yeah, it was blackface, the tree mail. And they're like, yep, that works. And, like, not even like not even remotely flattering. It had, like, sharp teeth and everything. 
Yeah, because when I make a voodoo doll, um, like, I want it to be, like, a Barbie. I want it accurate. Yeah, right, like, because of course it was. Like, of course it was ugly. That's that's, that's disappointing to hear. Barbie movie is coming out. We want to make it right. (laughs) Anyway, they get their... (laughs) They get their tree mail. They're like, yeah, challenge. And Morgan talks around camp. And we're like, I don't don't know if I have the clothes to do this. I I might just, like, pop out here. And they come to an agreement that if you lose your pants, we're all losing our pants. I mean, you did see Austin's butt crack. Uh, edited out a couple of times like he was wearing very his underwear did not have good elastic and frankly i'm like i don't care how much your suit costs if you're wearing cheap underwear at the end of the day that's what matters most and especially in this situation too oh and it's interesting because i feel like that morgan hasn't done anything for morale just yet but this is the first time that i went okay this is like a team like it it feels like a team of being like if you do this then we're gonna do this which you like i like that they're like dicks out for immunity (laughs) yeah honestly and i'm i'm I'm, again and it's not just because the three people that said that they were gonna do it were like insane including andrew my bae uh (laughs) was like ex- they were extremely attractive so it's not even like no i i was like i don't see anything wrong with that frankly i can't believe more people don't get more naked on the show oh people do they're just usually not uh they don't look like austin does they're not usually men for them hey, you, I was no, like, I that's not true you know richard hatch sure okay it's usually women or richard hatch <laughs> Go, go them. Yeah, I mean, like, close, yeah, that wasn't insane to me. But I also loved all of Sandra, my other bae's, commentary about, I want your weenie to get stuck on a vine, or whatever she said. Yeah. That was very funny. <laughs> she does. She goes in, she's like, if it gets caught on one of these cannons, like, by all means, I'll, I'm, yeah. I'm cheering for it. <laughs> anyway, we get to the challenge, and they show off the... New immunity idol, and this is yeah. a great idol. What? I was I saw it, and I was like, it was nice of them to stop by a spirit of Halloween to pick up the immunity idol on the way to Panama. Oh, I love it. I think it fits the theme. It's it's a skull on a halberd with a a, a medallion like Pirates of the Caribbean ass coin. Sure, in the but eye it hole. looks like it's made of cheap plastic. Like it looks Sh- like shit. Sure, quality is not great, but it's also a step up from what we had. That's because the other one was literal racism again. Oh, oh no, no! What was it before? If it wasn't an axe or whatever this is, it was a it was a smaller version of the tree mail thing, basically. Oh, yikes! Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, agree to disagree. I like this one. We'll 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 come back on a ratings episode and do that later. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you have to this challenge. You have to transport a cannon along a winding path and you have to take it apart at times to get it through a wall you have to get it over rocks you have to drag it across the sand and get it to a finish line thoughts on this challenge hard yeah but it should have been two tracks having to wait for the other team to move the rock garden so then you can follow them takes away all suspense that's what too and i literally wrote down i said that well good thing you know it doesn't matter who's in second because you're gonna get of course they were on um drake's 
tail because there's not two tracks. And when you have that, it, you basically have one team doing all the work for you, and then yep. you're just kind of waiting naked in <laughs> Morgan's case. Yeah, Again, that- I'm not... I'm not mad about, but I'm also like, yeah, I was like, someone's, someone's literal underpants was falling off and you don't want to deal with your clothes during something like that. Yeah, that was my biggest problem with this one was they need two paths because never, ever should a team have to wait on another team unless it's like one of those challenges where the the paths crisscross and then you have your own path. But no, this was the entire time they were on the same path. Except for when they had two separate walls to take apart their cannon and, and put it through. Really, the only thing that mattered in this challenge was the the sprint at the Christ. end. Yeah. I also will say Jeff kept doing commentary about like, what are you guys doing? Why are your clothes off? And I'm like, Jeff, you did this. Like, they had more clothes, and then you told them to leave them on the boat. <laughs> and that's why they have to be naked now. So... This is your fault, Jeff. They've been allowed to wear other clothes in previous seasons. Yeah, they bring multiple outfits in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or wow, least... they're all they're all going to be naked by the end of this season. <laughs> no way. 39? Yep. I love how 39 and not a solid 40. Um, but 39 days with the same they're, they're going to be they're all going to be naked. <laughs> yeah, so we we get to the final sprint. Drake is leading, and then they get bogged down in the sand. Morgan takes the lead, and then probably 20 to 25 feet from the finish line, they get bogged in the sand. And Morgan... I know, that was crazy. Yeah, and Drake wins by a cannon length. It was very close. It was very... It was very. I was very impressed by that. By the end, when they were in the sand, I was like, that was a good... That got, It got good. It was yeah, good when they were in the sand. A cannon length, Stephen. Really, us Americans will do anything not to measure in metric. <laughs> I couldn't. I, it's like horse racing. They won by a, a length. Yeah. Anyway, I like the metric system. Anyway, they win, setting up the Morgan tribe to go to tribal. So we get back to Morgan and strategy right away we are not holding back we are getting into it we're actually trying to talk a little strategy the immediate two people who are on the chopping block were lillian and ryan s because they were essentially the weak links in that challenge yeah but ryan s has been the weak link the entire time and <laughs> and lillian knows how to make a fire yeah. And I'm not trying to bully Ryan S. I'm really not, but I, I am thinking strategically here. Yeah, and I'll bully him. He's annoying to have around too. <laughs> it's unfortunate because they are the two outcasts. They're 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 the kids who sit at at the other table while the popular kids eat their meal. I know, and it's like it has. It just has to do with what you contribute to the group. I think at the end of the day, and I think based on this episode of what I saw. Um, when it came to their skills or what they were doing already, Ryan S did the least amount of anyone. But then, what's that in the distance? Nicole setting herself on fire (laughs) for no reason when she was on no one's radar. Yeah, girl had a vendetta against Tawana and, like, just really wanted to stir the pot. And, of course, Lillian, who's like, you know, I'm probably going home. 
let me latch on to this thing that this this gift this woman has given me. That was really smart because then also people know Lillian and they're like she doesn't have a lying bone in her body. Like they just they they know that about her. And Scouts Andrew honor. Said that. Scouts honor, and I uh. feel like if she didn't. And that's a weird thing. It's also a weird thing to lie about. And it's also I feel I don't know if they were they were all picking up on vibes of Nicole of not being loyal or being a backstabber and you don't want to keep that around and also when Andrew who genuinely my attraction to him aside I do think he's doing a really good job of being the designated leader and he like has a conversation with Tawana about what was said and Tawana's like well let me go squash this and then she goes to Nicole and then Nicole gaslights her yep. into like that she and that was crazy and then Tawana's getting upset because she's like I didn't I was, she was, it basically made it seem like that Nicole was trying to make it seem like that Tijuana was just making it up in her head. And she's like, no, I was literally just told this by yeah. somebody. In, in Survivor, yeah. you have two methods to address this. You either go, one, yeah, I did. It's still early. I'm just trying to come up with a strategy. I, I do want to work with you. I just didn't know. I, I don't know what to do. Or you could do what Nicole did and steer into the, no, she's making it up. I don't know what you're talking about. That's so insane. And I, I feel like that it's a weird... Again, she just shot herself in the foot because I, I think it was an easy vote and Ryan S... Ryan S dodged a bullet because she, yep. she fucked up. And he might I point f- the gun at himself next episode. <laughs> now you fucked up. Yeah, uh, you did. Yeah, so we'd go to Tribal. I... What'd you think of the Tribal set, Jared? I kind of like it. I like what it's trying to do. Yeah, like, it took... like, oh yeah, we're doing like a pirate jail fortress kind of thing. It looks like you're waiting in line for a ride at Cedar Point. <laughs> it does look like it. It was probably a fortress that was. It fell apart. It was decayed or whatever. Because it it looks like a well established structure. It's pretty large for a tribal council set. Yeah, but there isn't a whole lot there. And even yeah. the lighting looked bad because Jeff was very poorly lit throughout the entire Tribal Council session. There's so much fire. Yeah. <laughs> that, listen, I'm a fire sign, but actual real life fire, there, the fire got too close to people. <laughs> like, if there was fire behind me, I would just be flinching the whole time, like, scared. I would try to be, like, away from it, but then if you sit in the front row, there's another fire pit. There's too much fire. Of course you're a fire sign. <laughs> I mean, you should, don't wait oh, Yeah, we know, we know this. We know this. We've been new. Yeah. I, I, I don't follow a whole lot of astrology and people's things, but I am always... Whenever I tell people what I am, I always get the same look of... Mm. Are you a Gemini? Yeah! That's, yeah... Because, honestly, I don't want to get on an astrology rant, because I could, but I won't, because we're here to talk about Survivor Season 7. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's actually the next uh, twist, is we, we sort everyone by astrology by signs. signs. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I would be very interested. <laughs> I think I do follow an account that is, it's not like the people, but it, it'll say, um... You know, Survivor quotes as signs or something that they they do that with other TV shows, or they do, and I think that's, that's very funny. funny. That's anyway. great. All right, we're over time, so I'm gonna jump through tribal. Anything you want to highlight from this, Jared? 
Not really. It's, uh, I was surprised it was so unanimous. Like, yeah. Right. Me too. A seven to one vote on Nicole. Every single person other than Nicole voted for Nicole. Yeah, I'll and be- yeah. all Nicole had to do was shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's you- all she had to do. And that was also, again, really good editing. And I was, again... I was getting nervous because they showed Nicole's vote, which was to Ryan S., which seems like the obvious choice. And then yeah. they showed Tawana's vote. And I was like, don't make Tawana look bitter. Like, don't, please, God almighty. Because, you know, again, she's getting, like, just a bad edit thus far. Um, so I was like, please don't make her look bitter. And, no, she was right. And I think everyone, I think everyone was correct to vote Nicole off. Yeah, I would agree. Tribe cohesion at this point in the game is super important. Yeah, so Nicole does not come back. Nicole. Does a first vote ever come back? Uh, maybe. Okay. We'll see. Maybe. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to give specifics, but maybe. Okay. Uh, so Nicole doesn't come back. Nicole did fill out a quarantine questionnaire. So she lives on the East Coast, has a family, has two daughters. Uh... Their father was my surf teacher and is a science teacher himself, so that's fun. Enjoy, enjoyed a great career in NYC in marketing for brands like uh, J. Crew, Getty Images, uh, Cond Nast. I don't actually know what that is. Um, and is very passionate about plastic waste. Like, and sur- making more of it? She's like, we need to fill no. up with more plastic. No, <laughs> the opposite. Her, oh, okay, ex- her experience with Survivor... Uh, really pushed her to be like, we need to do better about this. And she started what is now the largest petition asking Amazon to offer plastic-free checkout, and we have over 750,000 signatures. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I wish those did something. I know, right? I wish Amazon looked at that and was like, wow, people want this, but not so much. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of fun stuff in here if you want to go look it up yourself. But like I said, we're over time. Jared, now is the time that we come to in every season. Who's 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 your winner picks? I Okay, so I, Harper, for context, I always pick one person from each tribe that I think could win. Although, did okay. I do that? Yeah, I think I did that last season, too. You did. Um, because it, how, who who gets to the point in the game where they can win is a lot dependent on like which tribe wins a lot of challenges. So, Drake, I feel... I really want Sandra to win. I love Sandra. And I do feel like they buried her a lot. Like, they were like, here's this thing where we have to show her because she did so much in the village. And now we're going to throw, like, a couple... We're going to send, like, a couple of her jokes out there and not let you see her again at all. On Morgan's side, I don't know. Looking at this list, I feel like it could be Andrew. I feel like we haven't had a like really physically dominant winner in a while so that could slip to the back where people don't consider them as much of threats anymore to get rid of after the merge door all right harper did you want to take a swing oh i think sandra's gonna take it all i really do and like i if i had to pick one from each team it would probably i be sandra and andrew but more so andrew because i'm just rooting for him in life um Um, uh, Harper's yeah, gonna no, find I, this man somewhere in Chicago, knock on his door, and be like, "Did you win?" Um, excuse me, 
are you from season seven? <laughs> um, just, I'm just curious if he still lives in Chicago. No, I think out of all of these people, I think I, I'm just so convinced that Sandra's going to win that I can't even, I can see certain people making it farther than others, but when it comes to taking it all, I really do think it's Sandra. She's right. fierce. She's really great. I have a question. I have an answer. When they say in the beginning, when they say a million dollar prize, do they mean that the prize is going to cost a million dollars or that it's literally they win a million dollars? It is a check for one million dollars. And at this point, also a new car. Okay. I feel like that that could be a loophole. If they're just like, it's a million dollar prize. I went, what does that mean? Hold so I on. Just had to ask. Mm-mm. Tell me more. <laughs> Give me the fine print. What do you mean? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant, like, me tell you more. And I went, <laughs> what, 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 am I onto something? <laughs> no, tell, tell me more. Tell me all your thoughts. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's all I really have. Do you think you've now watched one episode of Survivor? Is this something, have we unlocked something in your reality TV shenanigans? Are you going to continue watching this? I is in seven now. Now I feel like I, because if you asked me to join in at a random episode in season seven, probably not. But because, you know, I, I feel like I, I have to finish at least this season. But I'm I'm so obsessed with watching Succession right now that that is what is in the front seat at the moment. All right. I've only well, seen three episodes of Succession. Listen, I'm sorry. You can cut this. I have to. I just have to say this. You have to, and I, I hate it when people tell me this, when they're like, you got to power through season one, because I'm like, oh, what do you mean? Even though it's been true for some TV shows, like Parks yeah. and Rec and everything. But I'm telling you, you watch season, you're watching season one, you're like, okay, really good acting, inventive writing, okay, cool, family drama, I get it. You finish it, and it's not the show you think it is. Hmm. I don't watch shows alone that often. I mostly play video games, and nobody, like, everyone else has already seen Succession, so I'm like, well... Right. You gotta, I pr- especially, oh my god, it's the closest thing we have to modern day Shakespeare. And I, I, I say oh, that oh, with oh. my whole chest. No, I'm not joking. It really actually is. It is, it, it, I will never watch TV the same. Okay. Beautiful. Wow. It's really good. All right. Then let's end this episode with a bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Thank you, Harper. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. We're. I'm so excited to, one, as we continue getting further and further into Survivor and watching the game evolve, it, it does make me happy. And I, I'm getting lots of fun feedback from people on Reddit saying, oh, this is my favorite part of this season, and this was my favorite part. I started a a very long thread which i'm still getting notifications for from 12 hours ago so people people love this shit and i love survivor uh anything well let's let's plug your podcast again yeah so i have a podcast um my name is Harper Leander, and my podcast is called Singing in the Scenes. That's singing with no G. And every episode, we talk about a different musical, movie, or TV show. And a lot of my time, a lot of the time, my guests are either actors or theater enthusiasts or movie enthusiasts, and we compare and contrast um, the two mediums. 
in telling this particular story, and it's a lot of fun. It's lighthearted, but it's also, if you're a theater geek, I think you'd love it too. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, at Harper Leander. Um, you can follow me on Twitter by the same name too, but I don't really go on anymore because uh, Twitter's become a hellhole. <laughs> a hellscape. Um, Have you moved to threads? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I'm, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I'm too... Unless it gets so popular, but I'm like, is it too late to make a popular uh, social media platform? Are we past this? I don't know. I, I, people ask the same question when Facebook came out when MySpace was dominant, so probably not. That's tea. That's true. But it's also 2023. I was like, the early 2000s, I said that like our, our video game console still looked like plastic. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like we've evolved so much since then, but I don't know. But I will continue to buy pretty uh, Joy-Cons for my Switch, so. This one's purple and orange. I need it. Laker, I think. No, that's yellow and purple. Whatever. Yeah. Steven, what do you have to plug? (laughs) I, I, again, I'm going to go back. If you haven't, if you're a fan of comedy and you like, shows that are just off the wall goofy go take a look do a one month either free trial or something to dropout.tv they have great shows like game changer make some noise uh if you're a nerd and you like nerdy things there is a show called um actually where they did two reality tv show inspired shows where they're just like all right correct these statements about reality TV shows. And there were a few survivor questions in there and I got them both. So I feel good about that. Jared. So I discovered something today. Um, it turns out that the Mormon church of all places keeps extensive genealogy records of like everyone. Well, okay. Everyone in America. And, uh, I will say with a giant asterisk, the, the dates to which this goes back, your results will vary depending on your family history and ethnicity, um, as far as, like, how good the records were kept. But I have found some really interesting stuff, and it's uh, it's Family Search is the name. It's, like, a free portal. I don't know why Mormons are so into genealogy, like, literally, like, the Church of Latter-day Saints is. I don't know why. For it. it's, I guess they pray for your ancestors. I don't know. But it was free, and, like, it has records for my family, my dad's dad's side specifically, going all the way back to, like, the year 900 it's crazy that's so i went down a hole of that today i want to say it's it's some eugenics shit uh i don't know i i all 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 i saw it was i got it from a tiktok it was just like yeah uh they believe in posthumous baptate uh uh baptismals so they like and they only collect data on you if you've died so like you won't find live people in there just dead people they sneak it into weird. your iTunes uh, terms and conditions. Correct. <laughs> you watch Black Mirror? A little bit. The the well, I don't want to spoil anything, but the new episode of Black Mirror it has um, fuck, what's her name? Annie. Annie. Uh, uh, uh she's on Shit's Creek. Uh, Annie. Ooh, I forget her name, but that actress, she's on a new episode on one of the newest episodes of Black Mirror, and it. Some of it is about the terms and conditions that you sign away mm. when you sign up for stuff. And I, Annie Murphy, that's her name. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's like, a, it's really, it's really interesting and it's a good episode. So I recommend it. Nice. Yeah. So 
The Survivor Turn Back Time podcast does not advocate for the Church of Latter-day Saints, but FamilySearch.org is pretty cool. Okay. I'll have to take a look. For my co-host Jared and our special guest, Harper, this is Steven. My host, Harper, and my special guest, Steven, this is Jared. The fuck? Do you want to take... No, I said what I said. All right. Harper, do you want to get take a shot at this? Guest Harper, and I'd like to thank the host, Jared, and... Oh my god, what's your name? Put <laughs> it there! End it there! That's where we're cutting it, baby! Bye-bye! <laughs>